Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, folks. Robin here. And I am just letting you know that we are on a little headspace vacation at the moment. Don't worry. We are not leaving you. Instead, we are sharing a few of our favorite episodes. And we will be back on Tuesday, September 12th, kicking things off with a back to school mindful parenting episode. Woo! Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of Dear Headspace, a podcast where each week I sit down with a Headspace meditation teacher and we answer your questions. I'm Robin Hopkins, and I am here with Headspace meditation teacher extraordinaire, Kasanga. Thank you for the extraordinaire part. That, that felt really nice. It should be on your business cards if it's not already. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not every day you're called extraordinary, so I, I, I thoroughly appreciate that. But no, it's lovely, lovely to be here, Robin. All right. We have got questions we got to answer, Kasanga. Today, we are going to be talking sure. about how to manage change, how to remain present in your relationship, and comparing mm -hmm. yourself to others on social media. Okay. Here we Sounds go. Sounds exciting. Sounds exciting. Question number one. 
Hi, I'm Arjun Sandeep. I'm from India. Um, the question that I have is that how do you not compare yourself to other people on social media? For example, like you'd see them, you know, just having fun or just having lots of friends that they have to go out with, and you compare your life with those stories or posts as as yeah, as such or. probably just um comparing your worth maybe based on the number of likes you're receiving and um getting into this vicious cycle where you're constantly seeking out for external validation through social media so we great if you could give an advice as to how not to get affected with such things that would be great thank you i hope you have a great day mm-hmm. mm. That no, is such a, a question. wonderful question, yeah. right? I think that question is so so relevant today. So just a couple of I guess social media tips if if you will. First off, we we all can relate to it, right? Yes, yes. Because I think that's the nature of social media, right? You just naturally compare yourself. Um so before you even get on to social media, as soon as you're about to just kind of like like what 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 we did today, just setting that intention. setting what is my intention for getting onto social media what do i want all right what am i aware of okay so i'm about to go on instagram i, I use instagram because that's kind of my go to but whatever it is tiktok facebook whatever the platform is before you even get on i'm aware that i'm about to get onto social media i'm aware i'm about to get onto instagram knowing that what you see on instagram is not the whole truth. Mm-mm. It is not the whole truth. <laughs> Some of it's not true at all. Right, exactly. That in and of itself I think can be a huge game changer. So taking a, a pause to just bring yourself into the present before you just go in and mindlessly scroll. Is that's what you're saying? Absolutely. And and, and I like I love that you said that mindlessly scroll because it's yeah. so easy to just you know use it i myself i'm i'm guilty of it also just to, okay i have i just feel like being in a mindless moment right now let me just go mm-hmm. on social media right and so speaking of that right so once you do that and you and you you're on social media being aware of how you're feeling and and as soon as as soon as you notice okay i've been on for quite some time or i'm feeling some judgment on myself i'm feeling that i'm comparing myself as soon as you notice that What would it what what if I just put it down for a moment, mm-hmm. right? So going back to that what if maybe, you know, you maybe using that. What if I just place it down for a couple of minutes and and see how that feels? I I was going to say I like what you're saying. I like you're talking about the pause and I like mm. that you're talking about intentionality and whatever, but I I wonder and the platforms are designed for people to just put their best self forward and it and it's not real. You know what I mean as a as a performer, yeah. I'm always using social media to, you know, to get stuff out there, but there's a filter in which I think of when I post that's Absolutely. trying to make me look the best. How do we really underline that what's happening isn't real? What like I mean 30% of Twitter are bots. It's not real what people are presenting, but then in addition to that, they might not even be real people. That is and isn't that wild? that that yeah. that that is mind blowing like fake that, that people making you feel bad yeah and a little bit scary at the same time yeah i i think that's where starting at the very beginning comes comes into play like 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 i said before you even get on 
you have to acknowledge that what you're about to experience is not the whole truth by any means. Because if you just if you just click on without even taking a moment to acknowledge what you're about to do, then it's so easy to just get pulled in. But that's where the present moment awareness comes into play, right? And it's not about judging, right? It's not about judging it like this is bad, this is terrible. It's just what is. Yeah, this this is what it is. This is the, the animal of what social media is. And that's perfectly okay. However, acknowledging it, because what you don't want is to get pulled in and to get caught up into this space, like the caller said, of comparing yourself. Because now you're in a yeah. space of self-criticizing, self-judgment, which, you know, creates a snowball of internal stress, so on and so forth. I, I think there's something that we've sort of talked around, which is this idea of human nature and comparing ourselves to other people. Mm. Like, how do we... I don't, I don't know if it's how do we use it or how do we, should we be aware of that, that that's underneath what's happening? What, what are your thoughts on that? No, no, absolutely. And, and I love that you said human nature because I, I think it's just natural for us as human beings to compare ourselves to each other. So no judgment there whatsoever. So that acknowledgement that me comparing myself to, what I, to others that I see on social media is perfectly natural that can kind of take some of the judgment, if you will, yeah, yeah. or the, the, the stress away from what the caller is feeling. Now, where it gets tricky is when now you start to self-deprecate. I'm not as good as what I'm seeing. or So that's where it gets um, a, a little dangerous. And so, again, just to circle back around to our personal practice, what, what, what our personal practice allows us to do is to recognize, number one, that we are all whole beings and wonderful beings in and of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. building that confidence, building that self-love, right, that self-compassion, that's key. So that when you do find yourself on a platform like social media and you see you know, people on vacation and you know, you're in the grind of, of yeah. work, let's say, you know, you, you, you can kind of say, oh, wow, such and such is on vacation. That, that's pretty awesome for them. I, I hope they're having a good time. All right. And, and maybe I can't wait for my vacation to come at, you know, three months from now. You know, maybe I'll call maybe I'll call them up and see if they can give me some 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 tips or, you, you know. Yeah. So it, it, like it leading kind of with compassion, you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. And but again, that compassion towards others, that love and joy for others, where does it begin? It begins within ourselves, right? So, and it cultivates with our practice. That's one of the huge benefits of having your own personal practice is that cultivation of self-love, self-compassion. That personal practice is, is so key. It is so key and, and really is so important. All right. There was so much good information in what you just said, Kasanga. So just for our caller, work on setting an intention before you pick up your social media device, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. Continue to develop your practice because that's going to help you. And then acknowledging when your feelings of comparison are coming up and then maybe mindfully choosing, you know, something a little more positive because comparison is human nature. And, and yes. you know, we're all in this together. So if we can get to a place where social media is maybe fun rather than 
you know, this thing that makes you feel bad about yourself, that'd be pretty, pretty darn amazing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I feel like it is time to move on to question number two. Are you ready, Kasanga? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. Hello. My name is Ilona. I'm from Bristol, UK. And um, so lately I've been really thinking about like my relationship a lot and it's worrying me. And honestly, I just want to live in the moment and just enjoy what we have right now without having to be anxious and worry too much. It's connected to my attachment style, which is an anxious one. But yeah, like any tips on how to focus on the here and now and stop being anxious and worrying about it because it doesn't seem to help a lot. Also, sorry for the Love Island noise on the background. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, I, I love that she's referencing Love Island in the background while she talks about <laughs> being present in a relationship. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I feel like I know we're gonna talk about this as regard in regards to relationship, but I feel like this is a really general question that if you if you insert anything into relationship, you know, there you are. Yeah. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, she wants to live in the moment, but she's feeling anxious and she doesn't want to worry. So the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, to what, what is she worrying about? Yeah. What is she feeling anxious about? So I, I, I can just say with, with, with relationships, worry is going to show its face. It's part of being in a relationship, right? So again, the idea is not to judge yourself for being in a space of worry. Um, so bringing it back to, like we said before, that word should. I shouldn't be worrying. I shouldn't be feeling anxious versus, okay, this is what I am feeling right now in this moment. I am in a space of worry. I am feeling some anxiety, right? And I don't want to feel this. So you, you see the difference there. Again, that yeah. takes away the pressure and the judgment. So once you acknowledge that you are in that space of worry, Maybe allowing yourself to create that space and ask yourself, what is it that's creating this worry? Because a lot of times what creates worry and anxiety may not be necessarily true, right? So let's say, um, again, we don't know exactly what's, what the cause is, but let's just say there's a, um, a fear because worry and fear kind of go hand in hand. Let's say there's a fear of um, cheating, let's just say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And a lot of that fear is based on stories that we create in our minds. And so those stories lead to thoughts. And so just, all right, I'm in a space of worry. I'm worrying about my partner cheating on me. Is this true? Asking yourself? You're saying asking ask yourself, yourself exactly. if this is true? Ask, right. Asking yourself that simple question. Is this true? And what's the idea of that to, to check in with your gut? Not, not necessarily check in with your gut, but just to kind of create that space between the worry and how you're reacting. Because it's so easy. I think, I think my partner's cheating on me. Uh, they did this, that, and the other. It, 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 can, it can snowball into, and you create all kinds of stories. They came home late. Why did they come home late? I smell a little perfume. You know, it's, it's so easy for our thoughts to like to put on a pair of glasses where you're looking for 
everything that's that's rose colored, and you're going to see everything that's rose colored. It, it's it's so easy to do that with with worry, and yeah. and because a lot of, like again, a lot of worry is based on stories that we create in our own heads. My my thing that I'm struggling with in this advice is how do you because I know what you're talking about, about stories. Like I just right, had right. this happen to me last week. Like something happened in a, in a work situation. I made it mean all kinds of things. And by the end of it, I was pretty sure I was being dropped as an agent. I was losing all these, like I had really gone down the rabbit hole. None of that happened. I made it all up. But how do you put that? How does that live in side by side with your gut instincts? Because I really truly believe that your instincts are often you being in tune to things. So mm -hmm. how do we have both these things happen at the same time? I think that's actually a great question, Robin. All right. So well, let's use your example. Okay. My gut instinct is telling me that I'm about to get, um, it's like you said, get fired or dropped. Yeah, yeah, dropped. Yeah. All right. So that's that's a thought. That's a, a feeling that I'm getting in, inside. All right. Is it true? What proof do I have of this being absolutely true? I mean, I had a lot of elaborate things that I had said were true, but then there could have been equally other stories of why they happened. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy. It's so easy to go down a rabbit hole. So circle back around to our practice. At some point, you have to create that, that space. Because the thing about the, the concept of trust and that, that your inner gut, the truth will always come to light. Mm -hmm. It will come to light. So a cousin of that trust and that instinct is faith. What am I putting the faith in? Myself? In, in truth? And in what am I putting the faith in? Yeah, you're, you're putting your, your faith in the truth that will eventually come to light. Let's take it back to our, I'll call it Alana. All right. So Alana has this desire to want to be in the moment, mm -hmm. but she has this fear or this worry or this anxiety that's, that she's constantly in the space of that's pulling her out of the present moment. So the, the, the simple advice actually that I would give to Alana is to acknowledge that the worry is here. There's nothing wrong with me feeling or experiencing or being in the space of worry and anxiety. It's perfectly okay. Maybe circling it back to your practice. Where am I feeling that in my body? I might feel it in my chest. I might feel it in my knees. Wherever you feel, wherever you're experiencing it. And remembering the whole idea of mindful communication, maybe talking to your partner about it. Yeah. Right. It's so funny you say that because I was just going to say it's interesting that all this advice for Alana is about her and not about the partnership. Exactly right. And I love that. It's a partnership, right? So it's not just one-sided. It takes two to tango. So, yeah. So um, communicating it with your, with, with your partner, you know, such and such, I really love our, our partnership. I really want to be present for our relationship. But I have to tell you, I'm 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 worrying. I, I worry about you know whatever it is, this, that, and the other, and yeah. it creates intense anxiety within me. Can we can we talk about it? So in the question, Alana mentions that her attachment style is sort of anxious. Can you speak on that for a little bit? First, I think for her to acknowledge and to be aware. 
that her attachment style is is anxiety and or worry. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And and so what I would say to Alana is to to first maybe even you know congratulate yourself on recognizing that <laughs> because I would bet that just doesn't show up in her relationship. I bet it shows up in other areas of her life also. Oh, you mean in addition to, it's not just in relationship, it shows exactly. up. Exactly. Whether yeah. it's work, mm-hmm. whether it's um, parenting or, you know, dealing with family or even dealing with just everyday occurrences, right? That might just be her innate nature. Default setting, if you will. Yeah. And again, that's perfectly okay. We are all built differently. Um, acknowledging it, which it sounds like she has, and accepting it is is huge, right? And remembering that with acceptance, it doesn't mean that you that you have to like it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great that's great advice. Just like you said, it's great that the awareness is there, but then okay, you can't just get stuck in the awareness. Then you need to be like, but now what? For sure. And, you know, uh, as a former psychotherapist, you know, I, I'm I'm very tempted to, <laughs> to to dip into my therapy bag here and a you know, bag of tricks. When yeah, when 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 did this start? When did this first present? When did you first notice? Right. So actually, a, a huge bit of advice that I would give to Alana is to perhaps seek out a therapist to be able to process this behavior pattern that she noticed within herself. Yeah. That's 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 great advice as well because it it can't hurt just to have even a deeper understanding. Never, never hurts. Never hurts at all. Okay, Kasanga, let's move on to Lucy. Question number three. Here we go. Hi, um, my name's Lucy Tushinam. Um, I'm in Surrey. I was wondering if you had any recommendations for good books or podcasts that would deal and help you manage change better thanks bye oh Hmm. thank you lucy for that question i mean lucy obviously you found us that's podcast recommendation (laughs) number one that that literally was um (laughs) going to be my podcast recommendation but no 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 i think this is i think this is a great question because you know, just just in the in the spirit of beginner's mind, right? It sounds like uh, Lucy is very aware that change is something that is constantly, constantly happening. I remember I I once heard that you will never experience the same moment twice in your life. Isn't that mind blowing? It's 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 so mind blowing. And it's also beautiful at the same time, you know, because it kind of speaks to the idea that you can always, at any given moment, start anew. But that does sound like, if I'm in Lucy's head, that sounds like that might be what's, every new moment might be what's giving her anxiety. I don't want to put words on Lucy, but... No, it could be scary. I, I, you know, I, I think it's something that, that I have sat with for, you know, many, many years, through my practice and what have you. So I am in a space where I find it amazing. And, but I, I can totally relate that. Yeah, it is. It can be also and <laughs> hella scary. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so th- that is, that is one of the reasons why, you know, we do have these books and, and she knows she was on my podcast that can guide us, you know, day to day, moment by moment and how to deal with, um, how to deal with change. So for myself, 
Um, I can speak really just from, from really from books that really have um, kind of shaped and, and helped me with dealing with this phenomena of change. Well, I'm, I'm, I have my pen out. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> and I'm ready to write every book down that you say. So no pressure, Kasanga, but go. You may or may not have heard me say this numerous times, but I was first introduced to mindfulness and meditation through the book, Full Catastrophe Living. So that book is by John Kabat-Zinn, and it kind of gives an outline to mindfulness and meditation, and it really just completely and thoroughly changed my, my, my whole world. Can you tell us how? And, and also, can you, I need to hear about the title, Full Catastrophe Living, how that relates back. That's so interesting. Absolutely. Um, and I love that title. It's, it's, like, it's a great John, title, really, but I'm like, an what awesome does that title. mean? Well, think about it. Our lives are really like a full catastrophe. Uh, work, relationships, mayhem is what I always family. Say. Mayhem, right. <laughs> mayhem is a great synonym. All right. So it's kind of like the full catastrophe of living and how to mindfully move through this full catastrophe of life. Um, so I'm a certified MBSR instructor. MBSR is Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. And this book is kind of like the outline to MBSR, which is kind of an eight-week course that kind of gives mindfulness tools for dealing with everyday life. So I was first introduced to mindfulness through this particular book. Another book by John Kabat-Zinn is um, Wherever You Go, There You Are. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's another book I would highly, highly recommend. Again, speaks to how mindfulness can be very, very um, helpful in guiding you through your everyday lives. Two books that I would recommend by Eckhart Tolle are Power of Now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of self-explanatory, you know, yep. the, the power of being present, present moment awareness, and um, A New Earth. That's another great book. And a, and a book that I'm reading now that is really, really um, changing my, my, my whole outlook in, in life and really helping me out day to day is a book by a gentleman by the name of Jason Wilson, and it's called Battle Cry. And it speaks specifically to men's mental health, but I tell you, anyone and everyone can really relate to the concepts and the advice um, and the knowledge that he's um, that he put into this book. It really, really is a, a phenomenal book to check out. Kasanga, other than this amazing podcast, Dear Headspace, what, <laughs> do you have any other podcast recommendations for Lucy? Well, the, the the main one that I would I would recommend is our our sister podcast, yes. <laughs> Radio Headspace. Radio Headspace. Definitely check out the episode of the Radio Headspace. Um, particularly, obviously, the episodes on change, and we have a lovely library there that you can kind of scan through. I also want to mention um, it's not a podcast or um, a book per se, but even on the app we have excellent excellent material and courses specific to change. So namely, there's, um, there's an approaching change meditation by yours truly. Um, there's, also, <laughs> there's also a course called Navigating Change, which I think would be extremely helpful and beneficial. And then there's also um, a video called Inspiring Change um, by one of our teachers, Dora, and the great soccer player, Raheem Sterling. Kasanga, there was so much information and just goodness in all those questions and the answers. There was that was just so great. 
<laughs> Thanks so much, Robin. But they were a great questions. You know, they, they were wonderful questions. Very, uh, very real questions. Very relevant questions that I think we all experience and we all have at some point. And um, I, I really wish I could just do this all week. I, really I know, do. I know, I know. Every day, well, this would be delightful. Well, thank you, everyone, for for leaving these questions for us. Without you, there is no show. And for those of you out there who are now wondering, wow, should I ask Dear Headspace a question? Or should I leave them a voicemail talking about a mindfulness moment from my day? What should they, Kasanga? The answer is a resounding yes. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. We, we want your questions. We want your mindful moments. Absolutely. And it's so easy to send them to us. All you have to do is go to sayhi.chat slash dearheadspace. You're going to follow the prompts to record your question. And if we use your question on the show, you get three months of Headspace for you or a loved one for free. And that link will be in the show notes if you don't happen to have a pen handy to write that down. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely awesome. And please, please, seriously, keep the voicemails and the questions coming because you are really the heart of this show and we just love receiving them and answering all of your questions for sure. Absolutely. And as we wind down the episode, we've got a treat for you to transition from this moment to the next. We've, we've actually built in some time here so that you can just take in what you've just heard and just digest it a little bit. So this is a moment where you kind of just let your mind do whatever it wants to do to completely let go. And actually today what we're going to leave you with is the soundscape of a boat engine, just kind of like some white noise, again, to just let your mind do whatever it wants to do. So till next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and be kind to each other.
Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohn, Baron Farmer, and Danny Crisimi. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesanga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, Eve Lewis Prieto, and Rosie Acosta. Post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Merguia. And a special thanks to Colleen Lutz. 